What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. My name is Quinn. And on tonight's episode, today's episode, as we say here at Comics Collective, it's another episode, and we are going to be talking about some stuff tonight. Today, we talk yeah. about things. But before we talk about things, go ahead and pull out your phones, pull out your tablets, pull out your computers and pull out all of the things that you check social media on follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok comics collect i3 on tiktok and twitter and comics collective on facebook and instagram quinn tell the people what we're talking about tonight all right we're gonna be talking about a lot of creators uh shaking up things both at marvel dc and image uh we're gonna talk about the spider-man no way home trailer uh we're gonna touch on our thoughts on the first three episodes of what if and if we have some time, we might be talking about some comics we've read this week. All right, let's let's go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, I am good to start with the Spider-Man trailer. I am super excited for this one. Um, Quinn, go ahead and start with your thoughts, buddy. Um, so uh, I, I guess I'll start here with uh, we have a, a chat group with uh, with Sonny and Nick, and they played a cruel joke on me. When the trailer was dropping and sent me to a fan link, I hated that. <laughs> but uh, the actual trailer uh, was was really cool. Uh, it, I was really surprised that they were able to deliver a story within that. Uh, they're calling it a teaser trailer. That thing was like three minutes long. Um, <laughs> but I really like the uh, dynamic that I've seen between Doctor Strange and Peter Parker. Because I think Doctor Strange is taking up that mentor role from um, Tony Stark. Um, really shocked to see uh, a little uh, Easter egg there in the trailer of the uh, Goblin Bomb from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man hit the concrete, along with seeing Alfred Molina again as Doctor Octopus, which was really exciting. Uh, boy, he does not look like he aged very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, not it's at all. Been, it's been like, what has it been? Like 17 years? Good God, has it? Uh, it came out in what, 2002? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, Alfred Molina has apparently uh, uh, stayed uh, happy and healthy. Uh, I, I'm all for it. Um, Boy, uh, there's been a lot of chat about this online, but uh, yeah, uh, what were your thoughts, Nick? Uh, my thoughts are fantastic. I am super excited for this movie, um, but I definitely, definitely need to put this out there and just get this on my chest. Everyone needs to stop being wrist detectives. Um, wrist detectives. Yes, we know that there have been rumors flying around that um charlie cox who plays daredevil in the netflix series will be in the movie we know the rumors we're all excited to find out if that's true or not um but there are people on the internet who are circling this man's wrist on the internet or from the scene where peter is at the uh, police station and getting questioned uh -huh. and papers are slammed down and you see a hand. People are insinuating that this man has the same wrist as Charlie Cox and the same arm hair and that they're well, just so sure. 
<laughs> if we're talking about that, then let's talk about the uh, the the point five second shadow you see in the trailer around the two minute mark that people are swearing could be the lizard, but it could literally be anything in the shadows. Who knows? It, it is, there's not even a slight indication that it's actually something of note. <laughs> it's just they're like, oh, my God, it's a shadow. It's the lizard. I'm like, OK, yes, <laughs> for God's sakes, it's. I want Charlie Cox to be in the movie as much as everybody else, but let's stop with that. But aside from that, I am very, very excited for this. I think it's going to be very much like the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, mm. And in, in, in an essence, and but still have its own, you know, kind of identity. But I think we're going to get a lot of that first Doctor Strange movie in there. And I'm very excited for that trippy kind of feeling for the movie. Um, and, and just yeah. excited to see what, I mean, this is gonna more so branch off the multiverse than it already has been from the Loki series. So I'm excited to see where that goes and what that's going to bring to the table. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you have, do you personally have any new theories about the movie now that you've seen the trailer? Cause I sure do. So I definitely think that that's Charlie Cox wrist. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so not not necessarily nothing that hasn't been buzzing around the internet as far as theories go uh i really am confused on what's going to happen as far as where they're trying to go with this i mean we all are pretty sure that it's going to lead up to some kind of sinister six thing um mm -hmm. but what about you um i haven't really seen this one circle as much as everybody like has been you know circling around wrists and uh shadows <laughs> um, see, my prediction for the movie, and I could be way off base here, okay? But uh, there's been rumors about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like, being in the movie. Uh -huh. My speculation is that he he is not going to be in the movie, specifically Tobey Maguire. What I think is going to be happening, based off of the, you know, half a second of footage that we saw in this other multiverse, is that I think that our Peter Parker kind of replaces him in his universe. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it, 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 it looked to me in the trailer like Doc Ock knew exactly who he was looking at. It wasn't a surprise to him. Mm -hmm. As soon as he said, hello, Peter, I was just like, I, you know, he didn't sound shocked, so I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, this current Peter Parker was just dropped into another universe and essentially like took the place of that universe's Peter Parker. Makes sense. Oh yeah. You following me here? Okay. Yeah. Um boy, I hate multiverses sometimes trying to explain that to somebody. But uh I think that's what's gonna happen. But I think because of all of the scramble of the multiverse, that's why we are allowed to have Green Goblin exist in the same space as Doc Ock, who can exist in the same space as Andrew Garfield's villains, like Electro, who we definitely do know is in the movie. Uh -huh. So that's that's where my theory comes in, because. Even just even just Green Goblin, which I don't even know if we know if William Defoe is definitely in the movie. But let's just say hypothetically Green Goblin's in the movie. He shouldn't be because he was dead before Doc Ock ever became a thing. So um I don't know. 
it's a lot of speculation. We still have a long way to go for this movie mm. that's, that has a Christmas weekend release date, I think. Yes. But um, but overall, I'm really excited for this. I hope this is not the only trailer that we get. I mean, it's usually not for Marvel movies, but I know there's this movie probably has a lot of secrets that they don't want to give away. Like, more than usual. Yeah. I yeah. am... Uh... Definitely excited to see what those secrets are. Um, yes. Oh, and can I add a very tiny topic real quick? Because it falls under the Spider-Man universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have all been talking about um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like that has now been pushed back into Morbius's spot in February of 2022. Mm-mm. So, and this is the second time it's moved dates, because if you remember correctly, I think it was supposed to come out like this coming weekend from when we're recording, and then it got pushed back to October, and then very quickly from the October release date, it just got moved again. So, yeah, so maybe we won't be seeing Venom. Which is interesting because it's the only movie I can think of right now, right this second, that is done filming, ready to come out, but they're not putting it out due to the Delta virus. I think they really, really want this movie to do well financially, so they're not willing to put it into an early slot. I mean, that Which makes is... sense. We've all seen what's happened to the uh, Black Widows and the, you know. I mean, Black Widow made good money. I mean, for for pandemic era, it made good money. Yeah, we we but you know we saw how it affected the actor and all that stuff. That's true. So. That is true. But unfortunately, I do on that topic. I do think that we're you know heading towards more of that area, whether COVID sticks around or not. I mean, I think we're gonna be in an era where movies are released in, in theaters and released on streaming services at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it sticks around. Otherwise, I don't know if uh, HBO Max, for example, will be worth the cost. But we'll see. Whoa, uh, HBO Max is worth the cost without that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. I mean, you might be right. I just, I just know it's like the most expensive of the streaming services, and that it probably could adjust its price minus $2 if they were to say that the premieres were no longer going to be a thing. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I guess, it, so if if you had to choose one streaming service, which one would you pick? One streaming service? Just one. It's really hard right now because I feel like right this second I'm watching more HBO Max than anything. Mm-hmm. But, tip it, but typically my answer would be Netflix. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, just at the moment, for some reason, I've been powering through my HBO Max watch list. But, uh, yeah, usually Netflix is my go-to. I feel like Netflix has a lot more exclusives that I typically like, where I can't think of one HBO Max exclusive show right now that has come out, and I'm like, I've got to watch that. Really emphasized on the exclusive there. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at you, fuckboy island. Why do you exist? What about Titans and Doom Patrol? They're not uh, HBO Max exclusives. I, I don't. I don't really count them as exclusives. They're going to be in Walmart in a month. But 
Wow. Um, AKA Walmart exclusive. Okay. Um, okay. So let's go ahead and segue right into um, what if I hate cartoons. So I yeah. tried to watch it. I tried. But uh-huh. I just couldn't. I couldn't. So Quinn, you're going to take the helm on. You know, I'm not really understanding your cartoon hate because I know there's some cartoons out there, especially from our childhood that you really love. That that's I you know, it's a mystery to me as well. I don't understand it. So like older cartoons, Ed and Nettie, you know, Rick and Morty yeah. I'll watch. Um Uh-huh. Uh Archer. Those are the, the three that I can name off the top of my head that mm-hmm. I would still watch. Um and you know, stuff that I that is no longer on the air, you know, uh like the old adult swim stuff, C Lab twenty twenty one. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. I'll I will still watch that. But when it comes yeah. to newer stuff, I don't know, man. I just there's so just you. Thing so in I I think I think I'm getting I I think I'm getting your problem. So okay. I don't I don't know if you're going to be able to identify it. Okay. But I'm going to try to say what I think it is. Okay. So it used to be cell animated. It used to be all hand drawn. It used to be very two D. Now it has gone to more 3D modeling and stuff like that. So I think that you probably prefer the cell animation of the 90s. Maybe that could be it. Because um, now everything is com- computer animated, even if it is 2D. I mean, maybe, but also like I've Archer is kind of that way, you know, in a sense. Yeah. So I don't know, I, I don't know what it is. It, it 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 is an interesting topic, and that's yeah. a that's probably like three podcasts in itself. But um, <laughs> a let's... journey of self discovery. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I I think that segue is perfectly into what if. Uh, my thoughts on what if, and I don't see my stance changing on this. Um, okay. I I really don't. The more I watch it, the more I really don't like the art style. Uh, it's very. It's very Disney. It's very jarring. I, I, I wouldn't say it's very Disney. I no, would... no, I, I would say it's almost hyper, hyper stylized, if that makes sense. So the the one thing that I the reason I say it's very Disney is because mm-hmm. of the blush on the cheeks. OK, I can They're see that. Ve- yeah, the, the blush on the cheeks are always very mm-hmm. intense in Disney movies yeah. for the most part. And and, and in yeah. this, it's just very there. But sorry, but, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. So uh, the the thing I'm I'm actually seeing art wise aside, uh, I feel like the episodes we only have three out right now have gradually gotten better for me. Okay. Uh, I I thought that the first see the first one wasn't bad. It just it felt the the Peggy Carter uh, or Captain Carter episode felt a little too familiar it just felt like like the like the first avenger but instead it's peggy Peggy. yep yeah with like a different ending mm-hmm. um so that one felt kind of too familiar to me then mm-hmm. we got to the guardians episode and i can't place what it is i felt like chadwick boseman as always did a phenomenal job but uh i didn't like the portrayal of thanos i thought the episode was just okay i also talk about real quick how everyone was like 
That sounds so close to Chris Evans for uh, Captain America, and it's so yeah. it's so dead on. You wouldn't even tell. Yeah. Now it may just because be because that I read about that before I watched the episode, but it was close. But you could definitely yeah. tell it was not Chris Evans. Um. See, I didn't even notice to be honest with you, and I also didn't notice when Iron Man was in the third episode because that's mm. not Robert Downey Jr. As far as I know. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't think either one of them... I could be wrong, but I don't mm. think that was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, I mean, I know, I know that it wasn't Chris Evans. I know that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, that third episode that came out... Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, so the one that came out this past Wednesday... Um, I felt like that episode was really good. Because, have you seen that third episode? Mm-mm. Okay, so the third episode... Uh, although it also still feels familiar, uh, is centered around Nick Fury has created the Avengers Initiative, and it goes through each individual kind of origin. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So, like, the first shot is of Iron Man, and he's sick, and he's sitting on that, like, donut from the second movie when he talks to Nick Fury in, like, the donut shop, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Except for this time, Nick Fury has Black Widow with him. And they go to discuss him finally joining the Avengers, and they give him this antidote to fix his um, extremis virus that he had in that second movie, and he dies. Huh. And then the next thing is that then they go and show you like the like Thor's hammer is like you know in the middle of the desert, and Hawkeye goes to like you know how Hawkeye was like sitting on the um, on like the balcony or whatever, and like you know. Coulson tells him to like stand down so he does in the movie and this one he actually shoots um Donald Blake killing him because at that point he wasn't Thor uh-huh. uh, and so then he's incarcerated for killing Thor and then he ends up dying in his jail cell and like Nick Fury and Black Widow are like trying to figure out like how the hell like the Hulk dies Thor dies uh Hawkeye dies Captain America dies, and they're trying to figure out, like, how the hell did this all happen? It all seems like freak accidents, or people are killing people that, like, they don't normally do that. Uh Um, And the big twist at the end was that uh, they finally figured out through a a trail of, like, uh, information that they all had gathered, is that uh, they were using Janet Van Dyne's... Uh, credentials to get into S.H.I.E.L.D., but she has been dead for years, and so they find out that Hank Pym, inside the Yellow Jacket uh, costume, had murdered all of these people, and had conspired to kill all these people as revenge on S.H.I.E.L.D., because S.H.I.E.L.D. had put his wife into the line of duty, and she ended up dying, and they did nothing for her. And so it was like a total revenge scheme to like ruin Nick Fury's plan. And Nick Fury was like the last person on his list to kill. And at the last moment, um, Loki actually saves him. (laughs) Didn't even mention that part. But yes, Asgard, the Asgardian army with Loki at its helm, uh, it tries to invade Earth to avenge the death of Thor. (laughs) And Nick Fury basically tells him that they're looking into who killed him for real, and that if he finds the killer, that Loki can have him. 
And so he ends up handing over Hank Pym after he's defeated to Loki, who is satisfied and he kills Fury quickly and actually conquers the Earth. And that's where the episode ends. (laughs) (laughs) So. uh, So in that universe, Loki ends up winning, but it was because he only ended up on Earth because Thor had died. So it it was that was a really good episode for me. That one didn't Mm. feel too. too like familiar i guess uh i feel like the crazier episodes will be the ones that i will probably enjoy the most but uh yeah i'm sorry you're not enjoying what if man i mean not every show is going to be for everybody but i'm sorry you're not enjoying what if hey man it is what it is it's uh just not for me you know it's uh my own what if what if i enjoyed cartoon TV shows. <laughs> you said that so sadly. There's your next. There's there's your next. What if episode Marvel? <laughs> what if Nick enjoyed cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into. Wow, we're moving through this pretty fast. I'm enjoying this. Um, <laughs> what is the other thing we were going to talk about? Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Okay. So uh, we have not really discussed it, and I'm really glad that we yes. haven't because. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of development on it. Yes. Uh, so I feel like this is going to be a good place to start. And then Sonny and I, at a, at a later date, will be talking more about this subject. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, recently it has come out that uh, there was a grant given to a website called Substack. Uh, it's kind of like a virtual digital library that a lot of creators from Marvel, DC, and Image are all joining. And these are really top-tier names. This is, like, Chip Zdarsky. This is uh, Jonathan Hickman. Uh, This is Brian Bendis. This is... I can't remember. Oh, James Tynion. And if none of those names sound familiar, here's why this is a big deal. Uh, So let's start with James Tynion. James Tynion... The fourth, uh, was the was the writer on DC's current line of Batman books, and he has just announced that he is departing DC because he is going to join his Substack with his list of creators, and they're essentially going to do a book uh, up at Substack. Uh, now Substack is just, as far as I know, is just a digital thing and what you do is you pay for a subscription service and then you can get access to those books by joining that particular subscription service so james tinyan will have his own like uh, with heavy quotes company Uh and he will be doing his own line of books with whoever whatever artists he teams up with now, this kind of um, ties back into like our very, very first episode. I want a physical fucking copy in my hand. Well, I'm getting to that. So, uh, <laughs> Sorry. no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so Donnie Cates is another one, and he's the one that is currently writing Thor. He's, he just wrapped up his run on Venom. Uh, oh. He is doing some books at Substack. But what he is doing in particular is he wanted to reassure people that what he is going to be doing is if you join his sub stack, 
the books that are coming there are going to be online first, but will be released through Image Comics at a later date. So maybe let's just say the first six issues wrap wrap up on Substack, then the fir- then the first issue of that will come out at Image. So it's, it's like a so it's like a digital first exclusive for him. Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind that because that just means I have more books to look forward to later and I get to hear everyone's like opinion on the book first. Um. Um, but yeah, so he so Donnie Cates is also going to be doing it, but he's not he doesn't have an exclusive with Substack. He's still going to be working at Marvel. He's actually the one doing the new Hulk series. So um, is ahead. everyone else then exclusively now with Substack and they're not going to be doing DC, Marvel or anything like that anymore? Or um, I think it's up in the air to what creators want to do. I think a lot of people I, I feel like we're having a repeat of the 90s. I think right now, just like the founding of Image Comics, people are very sick of what is being done over at Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. Like, let me ask you, if you had a new X-Men book today um, and you also were doing your own creator stuff, creator owned stuff at Image, let's just say, what um, would be your incentive to put a new mutant in the X-Men book versus putting that mutant in a book idea over at Image where you could profit more? Um, you, get what, you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I think that's what's happening now. And so, uh, so anyway, going back to my my long rant. So James Tynion is leaving Batman, and then he's finishing up his Joker run, which will end like next year at some point. He's like gonna see that out to completion. Uh-huh. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. For I think we're gonna get into that when I speak with Sonny. Jonathan Hickman. I feel like this has been a long time coming. But he uh-huh. is he is leaving just the X books. He still says he's going to work at Marvel, but he will not step back into the X office. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's yeah, it's a story for another day, folks. Uh, that'll be a whole episode. Um, I've been researching this all week and boy, things are happening. Um, but uh, yeah, Chip Zdarsky is also in November wrapping up his run on Daredevil. And so he also has a Substack, Substack subscription, but I think he is also working on some other stuff at Marvel and Image. Um, So he's not going to be exclusive, but it seems like this is kind of a new experiment, I guess. It's a lot of really big A-list top-tier talent that are all trying this new virtual experience and not all of it is virtual um i was gonna get to that because i know you said something about that um Uh there are certain tiers where you get the book digitally and then you'll get like a like in like a special incentive cover of the like the first issue or however many issues um like in the mail Uh so uh and uh, these subscriptions can get pretty high. Like every creator can create, you know, say how much they want to charge. And it's kind it kind of reminds me of. Uh, I want to say only fans, and that's not the correct one. That's the, that's Patreon. Correct. No, no, Patreon. 
No, they're whores. <laughs> no, uh, pay, yeah, Patreon, uh, where you have like different tiers. You have like you know I don't know the like the like the rookie tier, and then you've got like the hero tier, and then you've got like the god tier or whatever, whatever yeah. you want to name them. So they have uh, different you know, tiers. They do, and like some of them have like two thousand dollar like founder tiers. Good God! Yeah, every uh, month. No, I don't know if those are every month. Those might be annually. Yeah, still. But uh, yeah, no, so, no, some of them actually make sense if they do well. Like a lot of, uh, I think Bleeding Cool broke down a long list of like those founder tiers that were making it worthwhile. They were like, if you get every cover that you can only get by being a fa- in the founder tier. Then you flip those on eBay for fifty dollars a piece. You still make a profit. Mm. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, that's only if you can manage to sell them all. But you know, you, you, somebody will. Somebody will. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, I just feel like this is another. It's happened a lot recently, but this is another like major shakeup for. Marvel, DC, and Image, because this is one, another independent um, competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this also changes some things for like your A-list talent that were on books. Like, Daredevil was a was a really celebrated run on Daredevil. I mean, in a long mm-hmm. time. And so, like, he, he's ending it where he wants to end it. It's not like he's just, like, getting kicked off the book or it's just leaving. Um, but, uh, I mean, that book is ending, uh, people really seem to like the, the new Batman stuff and uh-huh. he, he, he was, he, he didn't have like a bad thing to say. He was just like DC finally, like it was time for my contract to renew and DC asked me if I wanted to do like three more years on Batman and I had to make a choice. And he was like, for the first time in my life, I can afford to like do creator own stuff and just do that because that same guy who's writing Batman right now is also writing that book that I've been talking to you guys about, which is called uh, Something is Killing the Children. Mm-hmm. And that's over at Boom Studios. And that is doing so well that it's actually getting a spinoff book called uh, The House of Slaughter. And it's already been picked up as a Netflix TV show. And I think they're optioning for a movie. But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 doing like insane sales. Like I want to say it's like when it first came out, it was the number one thing that sold that week. Okay. So uh he's doing just fine without Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, uh but yeah, it it's going to be interesting to see whether this plan works long term. I think it'll be doing just fine for its first year, but I want to see what longevity this like idea has because i i think like i forget how they explained it like they got a big grant for substack right and then they ended up giving that to the creators to create these projects jonathan hickman is a big like world builder mm-hmm. and so he's already built i think it just came out this week the first book but it's got i think it's called three worlds three moons and mm-hmm. he has like a bunch of a bunch of books coming out with a couple of different creators. Uh, a lot of a lot of artists from Marvel came with him to do these books. 
And so I think he has like a main book that he's writing and then a couple of other writers and artists are all like doing uh, books that are centered around this kind of like a mini like Marvel or DC universe within itself. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where he's at. Um, it sounds like to me and we'll get into this another time soon. But uh, it seems like he was uh, he was kind of vetoed out of the X office. And so that's apparently why we're getting Inferno to wrap up his stuff and his plans. Um, but yeah, I've got some things to say about that. It's been an interesting week, and I've kept my eye on Twitter for the first time in a long time. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think about like digital like digital books from like your favorite writers and artists? I know we're in a digital age. Yeah, I understand that everything's going digital. Physical copies are just non-existent. I feel yeah. my personal opinion is that any book or any comic book or something that you would read, like even in magazine, if you're into that, you know, I feel like I, I want a physical copy of that. I'm not a big fan of the digital. I'm just not like I tried you know, um, what's that book reading application? Um, Kindle? Yeah. I tried Kindle for a little bit. And I was like, it's just it's just not the same. Like, you just get this sense yeah. of, a, of accomplishment when you, you know, close a book and you're just like, wow, I, I read that. Like, that, that's that. Yeah. You know, you get this sense of accomplishment and this feeling on it. And that makes you feel good. And you don't get that same feeling, or at least I don't get that same feeling when I swipe to the left or swipe to the right. And then yeah. that's the end of the book, you know, um, you know, I yeah. do find it convenient when, you know, for example, you know, I didn't get to pick up the first issue of Batman, the detective. So I went to the website that, we have access to and I was able to pull it up and read it through there. You know, that's convenient because I wasn't able to grab the first issue. But aside yeah. from that, if I was able to grab the first issue, I would have read it physical. But, you know, I just. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's the right route for me now. I think it's a smart move on their part. If we're talking completely about, you know, them and what what's best for them, I think that that it's great that they're diversifying. But I think that they need to keep that in mind. That they need to diversify and not put all their eggs into the digital basket. Yeah, and that that's what I think about that too. I mean, my my initial concern is that it sounds really good that um, they don't have any like major costs. You know, like the biggest cost I guess to anything would be. You know, finding a publisher, printing it, or if you mm -hmm. are the publisher, getting somebody to print it, and mm -hmm. then shipping it out and worrying about sales numbers and, you know, can we afford to do this month to month, where I guess with digital, it's already done and you don't have to have, like, things go wrong with the printing or shipping process or what's that look like in a pandemic age and like right now is not the best time to become a publisher no. a first time publisher like one good luck getting daily mail 
I, I can only imagine like a box of stuff coming in the mail that's like street dated. I wouldn't uh-huh. want to be that retailer right now. Uh-uh. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it only works if it's all successful. Uh-huh. You know, I, I can't see, let's just say everybody, but I don't know. Chip Zdarsky's books do poorly. I mean, that still doesn't look good on Substack. Yeah. So, um, I think that all these writers, I hope they have, like, backups. I, I think most of them are probably doing, like, physical, like, traditional comics. Oh. Um, but I'm sure that, like, Image and Dark Horse and all these other places will be, like, you know, in the future, like, all right, how much money is it going to take for you to give us the rights to print it? Right. Because I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Dark Horse announces, like, oh, great, you know, great news. We, like, we're going to do, like, um, trade paperback only editions of these comic books that were Substack exclusives. Uh huh. But, uh, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm apprehensive, and I also feel like I've got a case of FOMO because mm-hmm. a lot of them are creators that I like. I, I follow writers. And a lot of those writers are the ones that are starting up Substack. And right. so I feel like I'm missing out on possibly some great content by them. Uh, but I'm holding out hope that I can also get physical media because I'm also a physical media guy. I'm looking yeah. right now at you, shelf of DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess before we end here, Nick, was uh-huh. there anything that you wanted to highlight this week on comics? Um, yeah, man. Uh, actually, you know, I've been blowing through the stack. I know I'm, I'm two weeks behind again, so I do still <laughs> this coming week have to go pick up my books. But, uh, you know, the stack goes down and then I go pick up my books and it's higher than it's ever been before every time I pick up my books. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah, so I've found a balance where I'm reading a book and then I'm also reading a page from either, you know, whatever trade that I've picked up from Ollie's, which I am now hoarding and I have a giant line of them looking at me right now in the eye. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm kind of making a balance between those, but my excitement comes from, uh, Mark Wade's daredevil that I've been reading. It's okay. been, uh, it's been pretty good, man. I, I you know, I'm, vo- I'm on volume one. Uh, I got volume four for cheap at, at Ollie's and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pick up volume one and all the other ones too. Um, I'm okay. very much enjoying it. It has, I don't know what happened before this exact run, but it seems like that, you know, people know that Matt Murdock is daredevil. So it's kind of, uh, huh? sorry, you cut out there. Who's daredevil? Oh, uh, that people seem to know that Mark, Mark, Jesus Christ, Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Um, oh, yeah, I feel I don't remember what happened, but yeah, I think he got his identity leaked. Yeah. And uh, so that's pretty interesting. Pretty much everybody's, you know, he's in court and they're just like throwing his face. Well, you're a vigilante. Like, how can you defend this person when you're out doing this? Yeah. Um, but. I mean, it's, it's, it's very good. Um, as far as new comics go, um, 
I have taken a disappointing turn on issue two of uh, Wonder Girl. It has hmm. now seemed to. I'm trying to think of the word. It, it just seemed to turn into like a. Uh, what the, I don't know what the term I'm looking for here is, but it's like not taking a good. Yeah, it's more or less that than anything. Like, okay, yeah. Like at first, the first issue was fantastic, and I was excited for where it's going. Now I'm just not very excited where for where it's going. Oh, I, it's because like the end of the issue, like you, you're they're talking about this guy who like he shoots his arrows, and then the arrow whoever it hits, like they fall in love with that person, and I'm just like, hmm. this is okay. not where I saw this going. You know, interesting. So that's not my cup of tea. It may be for somebody else, but it, it's personally not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Carnage, Carnage. I don't know if you've read any of the uh, Black, White and Blood. Um, I haven't. I have. It's it's pretty good. Um, the latest issue that I read is a couple of different, you know, mini stories. Um, and they just, they obviously all are all based around carnage. Uh, I think one of my favorites actually was the, in the first issue, I believe first or second issue it was in where, uh, he essentially is at comic con and there are people who are dressed as carnage. And, um, there's this hmm. cult that takes this kid into this back room at comic con and they're all like, you know, king in black, king in black, like all hail him. And then all of a sudden we find out that Carnage is actually disguised as one of them. And then it all just kills everybody. And it's, it's fucking fantastic. Weird. It's fantastic. It, it was very weird. It was very weird. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Huh. Um, what about yourself? Uh, I'm also going to stick with the villain train here. I'm really, it's not going to be for everybody, but I am a big fan of Kang the Conqueror and he has a new mini series that is starting. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was really impressive. So I, I didn't really understand what the premise was going to be until I read it. So essentially what happened is that the Kang that we know that has already fought the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and has been in the future and has lost a bunch of times. He went back into the past and plucked a like a teenage version of himself before he comes uh, becomes Kang the Conqueror and is basically like, I'm going to teach you everything that I failed to do and you're going to do it right and you're going to do it better. And he throws him into the um, uh, like the age of the dinosaurs and he basically teaches him like starting out very basically like how to hunt how to fish how to kill without remorse like you know he 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 keeps showing him like hollow clips of like like how he fell in love and how that's not a good thing and how he got defeated by the avengers because he was always like hubris and like don't do that like don't you know inflate your ego to the point where you're me and you think that you're unstoppable and you're clearly not and it was really cool. So, uh, you know, young Kang is uh, is learning a lot and he's feeling like, you know, like, oh, man, this is so great. Like, you know, he's from the future. So, like, they have everything. And when you have everything, you have nothing to look forward to. And that's what kind of like like uh, drives him to go into the past, because in the future, 
they have like their own version of history that's not like really history mm-hmm. like re- like revisionist history i guess gotcha uh and so he wants to go and like explore what the past looks like for himself and so he finds this like his escape out pretty much like every teenager you know you want to get out of your parents house um but uh eventually he comes across this civilization of humans that like shouldn't exist at this mm-hmm. point and he realizes that like humans existed earlier than they probably should have and he ends up like befriending this like woman who finds him in the jungle and uh older kang comes and like burns this village to the ground killing like every man woman child like completely extinguishes them before his eyes and he was you know he's like you absolutely can't have attachments and so uh you know young kang being really angry about that uh ends up one night uh stealing you know older kang's suit uh and travels back to the past and unfortunately lands in ancient egypt i'm sorry at this point i guess it'd be the future if they were in age of the dinosaurs so he goes to the future to ancient Mm -hmm. egypt Mm-hmm. Only to realize that he landed in the same time period as Kang was Pharaoh at that point. <laughs> and that's where Jesus. the issue ends. So, um, I think this is going to be him facing, or not facing against, but coming across very different versions of Kang throughout time, realizing that who he is is kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it seems really cool. I, I'm very excited to be able to read about kang the conqueror because sometimes they make him very complicated Um, and other times like this book i feel like they do a really good job walking you through it if you've never read kang before okay so you know they they show they show you his like greatest hits pretty much Uh in flashbacks and you follow this new version of kang that has not done any of it okay so yeah no it's pretty good i have to say I have to say, but that that has been very good. And then I also read um, my my wonderful girlfriend bought me uh, Deceased Unkillables. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I really, really liked it. Uh huh. <laughs> like surprisingly loved it for a book that was, again, a digital first book that ended uh-huh. up being in trade. Oh, yeah. But um. But man, I did not think ever in my life would I want a like more of the the creeper and grundy duo oh my god yes like uh what was their thing it was like tree i can't Forget. remember been a while it's like tree flowers or something like that i don't know they they had a really good like like kind of cute rapport yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah man that book like surprisingly impressed me Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was like, ah, what's this three little issue story going to be? It's going to be, but be a bunch of villains being bad, and it's going to end there. But uh, man, yeah, I loved the twist at the end with uh, Mary Marvel. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, that book put a big smile on my face, and I have just started, so I can't really talk about it much. But I just started uh, Joshua Williamson's flash runs like the current flash run that's like going on now interesting choice yeah that's surprising yeah well i i really like joshua williamson he does a lot of horror comics at image and when oh. i found out he was on flash i wanted to read it and then the first issue sold out 
Um, and so the only thing I got to read out of that was the crossover with Batman with the button. Mm-hmm. But I never read the rest of the story. So uh, I'm just starting on, um, I think, the first story arc, I think, is, is the Godspeed stuff. So I want to know how this was done correctly. <laughs> and then I guess I'll watch Flash and get mad about it. <laughs> Looking at you, CW. Uh, yeah, I'm looking directly at UCW because I'm re- I'm like literally reading the trades that all of the new villains in the last two seasons have come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I-, I just started that. I'm only into like issue two, and like Wally West like just came back, and Batman's mm. investigating the button, and uh, I- I'm liking it so far. The art's a little rough, but I hear it gets better. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. But, uh, well, yeah, that, that's had... where I'm at, and we'll, we'll see, uh, how far I get in the flash by next week. <laughs> God. Um, do you have a stack of books that looks at you every day? Um, am I, I the only do, one? I, I do. I do. Um, thankfully, I've had some downtime this week, so I've been able to get through them. Also, a surprise thing in my box that I'm going to have to let you read. Uh-huh. I apparently forgot to unsubscribe to this book, and thank God, is there was a Spider-Man Life Story annual that came out this week. Whoa. We just talked about annuals. Yeah. It's so, trash, uh... right? <laughs> uh, well, this is by the same creative team, and I know that we all loved Spider-Man Life Story. Okay, gotcha. So I'm imagining that this is a like a decade like because, you know, every issue was like a decade after each other. I guess this is like the next decade, I'm assuming. OK, because I think it ended in early 2000s and didn't he didn't Peter Parker die? I think so. So maybe this one picks up with his kids. I don't know. Once I read it, I'll let you know how I feel about it, and I'll I'll let you borrow it because it was totally sold out at the store. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yep. Well, on that note, go buy comics and help them sell out like they are already. Yep. <laughs> Be part of the problem. <laughs> hey. 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 <laughs> problems. Yeah, I got nothing. Problems. All right. My name is Nick. My name is Ben. This is Comics Club. Oh, right. Well, I am starving.